Welcome to Taiwan Report News Brief, news and analysis from Taiwan. I'm Donovan Smith. Up today on the program, lawmaker pushes for pet police. KMT lawmaker at the center of a sovereignty storm says something I found interesting. A poll on public support for party caucuses in the legislative UN has been released. Taiwan to the rescue, but it's interesting who's on and not on the list. The Hong Kong government slaps RTHK reporter over WHO interview. And the U.S. and Taiwan held a virtual forum. <clears throat> but up first, of course, coronavirus. In Focus Taiwan, the headline reads, Taiwan confirms nine new cases of COVID-19, bringing total to 348. Two of those were domestic, the rest imported. In Taiwan news, unmasked commuters turned away at Taiwan train stations. It's a good warning. Focus, focus Taiwan. No mask, no ride policy under consideration in Greater Taipei. So they haven't agreed yet, but pay attention. You may need that mask if you want to ride the MRT. In the Taipei Times, scooter sales rise as people look to avoid public transit. In February, ridership on the Taipei MRT system fell 8.96% from an average of 2.01 million per day in January. In the Taipei Times, virus outbreak NHRI announces test kit CDC to work on approval. The National Health Research Institutes yesterday said it has developed a rapid testing kit that can screen people for SARS-CoV-2, the strain of coronavirus that causes COVID-19, while the Central Epidemic Command Center has said such products have to be approved. They say that once it's approved, or if it's approved, the results will be produced in 10 to 15 minutes after a test. Again, in the Taipei Times, economic stimulus package expanded. The executive yuan yesterday announced an expanded economic stimulus package totaling 1.05 trillion, including 81.6 billion NT in subsidies for employers to prevent a spike in unemployment. The increased budget com comprises a special budget of 210 billion NT, up from the 60 billion already passed by the legislative UN, 140 billion NT, up from 40 billion to be appropriated from the general budget, and 700 billion in loans to industries affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. Directorate General of Budget Accounting and Statistics Minister said at a news conference. The 150 billion increase in the special budget is to be paid for by increasing national debt by 100 billion in the current fiscal year and 50 billion in the next. The 700 billion NT in loans, double what was originally planned, is to be provided by the central bank and state-owned banks as well as Chenghua Post. Overall, the package is to make up about 5.4% of this year's nominal GDP. So this is very interesting. Only a little over 8% or almost exactly 8% is going directly to help prevent unemployment here. Now, 700 billion, though, is going to loans to industries affected by the COVID-19 pandemic, which presumably is also in large part about keeping the jobs. Now, the central government had originally thought that this year was going to be the first year since 1999 that they were going to have a balanced budget. 
I think we can say safely that that's not going to happen now. In Focus Taiwan, new subsidies for disadvantaged seniors, children planned before month's end. A budget of 4 billion NT to help disadvantaged seniors and children during the economic downturn caused by the coronavirus outbreak is expected to be introduced before the end of April. All right, on to another topic, Taipei Times. Lawmaker pushes animal protection police proposal. KMT legislator Ye Yulan on Wednesday urged the Council of Agriculture to push forward with a proposal to establish an animal protection police. The proposal was first raised in December last year and supported by 13 legislators across party lines, but has since stalled after discussions with the National Police Agency and animal rights groups concluded that the proposal would be impractical given a lack of human and financial resources. Taiwan Animal Protection Monitor Network Secretary General has continued to push the idea, saying the nation urgently needs a dedicated animal protection police force for five reasons. Current animal protection officials do not have the authority to obtain search warrants and lack knowledge about animal protection. They do not do shift work, so they cannot promptly deal with cases that occur at night. They do not have judicial authority and cannot arrest people suspected of animal abuse. Police officers are already overworked, and even when animal abuse cases are handled by the police, they are ultimately sent to animal protection authorities for follow-up. Now, I can think of some good reasons for this to happen and some good reasons for it not to. I'm open to suggestions on which way to go on this, so be sure to comment in the, in, comment in the comments section below. All right, over to the KMT official website. Now, this is, uh, they're taking this, their source is the UDN, and the headline is Disputes Erupt Over National Title Between Premier and KMT Legislator. Now, I've already talked about this, but here's a good summary. In the midst of the escalating COVID-19 pandemic situation, disputes over the national title in the legislative UN erupted yesterday. On March 30, KMT Legislator Chen Yujing um, <coughs> indicated that Taiwan is not a country, but the Republic of China is. Yesterday, Premier Su Zhenzhang responded to Chen's remarks by stating then she is not qualified to be a legislator sitting here. Later, in an interview, Chen asked Su of which country are you serving as Premier, the Republic of Taiwan or the Republic of China? Now, this is why I bring up the subject again. This is this is interesting commentary here. Chen, she's the, le- the the lawmaker here, indicated that she was an elected legislator of the ROC and that, quote, the present situation is that currently the islands of Taiwan, Penghu, Jinmen and Matsu are under ROC's d- jurisdiction. Moreover, Chen stated that if the DPP government wanted to change the national title, as long as such a change were made through a legitimate constitutional amendment process, she would have no opinion on the matter, as she would respect the decision made by the public. Chen went on to state that, however, the DPP government should not say one thing and do another to deceive the people in Taiwan. Now, I find this very interesting because normally KMT lawmakers who make a lot of noise about Taiwan is the Republic of China it is, and Taiwan is not a country tend to talk a lot about about their ideology and about how they believe in the ROC and do not believe that Taiwan is a, is a separate nation. What she's saying, which is different 
the normal is she said, if the government changes the national title, there's a legitimate constitutional process to become the Republic of Taiwan. She would be fine with it. And her criticism of the DPP is not doing it, which she says is deceiving the people in Taiwan. A very interesting take, I thought. All right. This is in the Want Want China Times. So this is a poll that they've released. And now keep in mind, this is a very deep blue uh, media outlet. However, it's got bad news for the KMT. If this poll is correct, the the uh, DPP's legislative caucus, uh, their approval rating is 57 percent coming in second uh is the NPP, the New Power Party, at 46.4%. The New Taiwan People's Party is 31%. However, for the TPP, 39.8% disapprove. And the KMT's approval rating is at the bottom, at 22.8%, with 57.1% expressing dissatisfaction. Now, what's interesting is that the dissatisfaction ranking for the DPP is 18.4%, and the approval rating for the KMT is 22.8%, so those are not too far apart. However, the approval rating for the DPP and the disapproval rating for the KMT is almost exactly identical. Now, it doesn't appear that they asked about the Taiwan State Building Party, but they don't have an entire caucus. It's just one legislator. Moving on in the Taipei Times, virus outbreak nation EU strong together. European Commission Pre President Ursula von der Leyen yesterday thanked Taiwan for a donation of masks. And this is interesting. She said specifically, the European Union thanks Taiwan for its donation of 5.6 million masks to help fight the coronavirus. We really appreciate this gesture of solidarity, von der Leyen wrote on Twitter yesterday. Acts like this shows that we are stronger together. Taiwan and the EU have been like-minded partners, and the EU has been supporting the Taiwan's bid to join WHO, the ministry said in a statement yesterday. Now, I'm going to move on to the next. Here's another article here, and this one's in Focus Taiwan. Europe, U.S. leaders thank Taiwan for mask donation pledge. Now, here's what this article says about that uh, European Union statement from uh, Ursula von der Leyen. The post also marked the first time a European Commission president has directly addressed Taiwan in an official communication. So that's a good first to have. The article goes on. In the United States, meanwhile, a spokesperson for the State Department told CNA that Taiwan's COVID-19 response pro provides a successful model from which the rest of the world should learn. Taiwan is not just a democratic success story, but a true friend in times of need, for which the American people are deeply grateful, the official said, adding that the U.S. looks forward to further partnering with Taiwan in the fight against the coronavirus. 
in another uh, congratulatory message from the United States, or thankful one, I should say, the United States White House National Security Council, or the NSC, on Thursday thanked Taiwan for its support in the fight against the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic in response to Taiwan Taiwan's announcement the previous day that Taiwan would donate two million surgical face masks to the U.S., Quote, we thank the people of Taiwan for their generous support and collaboration as we continue our fight against the coronavirus, the presidential advisory body tweeted. Now, uh, this are this was quoted in the U.S. National Security Council. Thanks, Taiwan, for pledged mask donations. Headline under focus Taiwan in CBSN Denver coronavirus in Colorado. Senator Cory Gardner secures millions of N95 masks from Taiwan. Taipei is coming to the aid of the United States during the COVID-19 crisis, and especially Colorado, thanks in large part to U.S. Senator Cory Gardner. As as chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Subcommittee on East Asia, Gardner has been developing relationships with the heads of state in South Korea, Vietnam, and Taiwan. The president of Taiwan, Tsai Ing-wen, even visited Colorado last summer because of Gardner. It was the first time a sitting president of Taiwan had come here. Now, eight months later, that relationship is paying off more than ever. Quote, I didn't think... I didn't think come down to a global pandemic (laughs) sick and partnerships we'd rely on in a global pandemic. I got to be honest, Sean, presumably the interviewer, when found out that we had been able to secure with the great generosity of Taiwan, two million masks and that we'd have a huge chunk of that coming to Colorado. I cried. I haven't been able to sleep at night knowing the anxieties people face. Gardner said. Now, it should be noted that Cory Gardner was the one who is one of the ones who wrote or co-wrote the Taipei Act and has been a very, very strong supporter of Taiwan. Moving on to Crux, taking the Catholic pulse. Taiwan donates food, medical supplies to Vatican amid virus outbreak. In Back to Focus Taiwan, Palau praises Taiwan for COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic assistance. Palau's representative to the United Nations, whose name I will not try to pronounce, expressed her thanks to Taiwan on Thursday, saying Taiwan has been the only country to come to Palau's aid during the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. Palau has been asking the global community for help, and no one responded except Taiwan. Thank you so much, friends indeed, Uludong said on Twitter. Now, what's interesting is what the countries that Taiwan are helping and which ones they're not. And even within the United States, which states they're favoring. Now, Obviously, countries like Palau, Swaziland, they've been getting a lot of support because they're diplomatic allies, or I should not say allies. That's not correct. Their militaries will not come to our aid. Accurately, they are countries that Taiwan maintains full diplomatic relations with. So they're diplomatic partners of Taiwan. Then Taiwan has been focusing on the EU, UK, and the United States. Now, within the United States, they're focusing on supportive senators' states, 
That's where that good relationship came in handy. And what's interesting is they've also been emphasizing and they have higher support or interactions with the Czech Republic, which, of course, the mayor of Prague has been, again, a big friend of Taiwan. Here's what's interesting that is not on the list, at least not yet. The southbound countries. These are the countries that that Tsai Ing-wen has been trying to build stronger relations with as a counterbalance, both culturally in exchanges and especially in business to the People's Republic of China. But so far, she's not sending them there. She's instead been focusing on the big, the two big blocks, the EU and the, e- and the US, that China has been wooing with sending over supplies, mostly faulty and selling and <laughs> with a lot of problems. But Taiwan is targeting those rather than the southbound countries, which I find interesting. In the Straits Times, Hong Kong criticizes broadcaster RTHK for asking WHO about Taiwan. Hong Kong's government said public broadcaster RTHK breached its charter by asking the WHO about Taiwan's membership, a move democracy advocates criticized as a new government effort to muzzle the press. The Commerce and Economic Development Bureau said Thursday that RTHK or Radio Television Hong Kong's interview with WHO official Bruce Aylward violated the principle that Taiwan belongs to one China. A now viral video of Dr. Aylward's uh, awkward exchange with the RTHK presenter put renewed focus on Taiwan's efforts to prevent Taiwan from cooperating with the global health agency during the pandemic. Quote, the secretary holds the view that the presentation in that episode of the aforesaid program has breached the one China principle and the purposes and mission of RTHK as a public service broadcaster, as specified in the charter, the bureau said, referring to Commerce Secretary Edward Yao. Quote, it is common knowledge that the WHO membership is based on sovereign states, RTHK, as a government department and a public service broadcaster should have proper understanding of the above without any deviation. An RTHK spokesperson said the station had reviewed the program and found no violation of its charter. Taiwan was referred to as a place in the episode and no stance was taken, the spokesperson said. And finally, this is from the U.S. Department of State, a statement from them. The title is Virtual Forum on Expanding Taiwan's Participation on the Global Stage. On March 31st, 2020, high-level officials representing the American Institute in Taiwan, the U.S. Department of State, the Taiwan Economic and Cultural Representative Office, and the Taiwan Ministry of Foreign Affairs convened for a virtual forum on expanding Taiwan's participation on the global stage. Note these players. These are high-level officials, including from the U.S. Department of State. And they're, they're, they list the people who are in it, and a lot of them are fairly Fairly high, you know, act, you know, acting assistant secretary, these kinds of titles. So they're 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 high ranking people. Now their summary of it was: recently, the United States and Taiwan announced enhanced cooperation on preventing the spread of COVID nineteen, working with Taiwan and like minded countries to expand Taiwan's international participation is an important part of that effort. Countries around the world can benefit from better understanding the Taiwan model, as well as the generous contributions and impressive expertise Taiwan 
a vibrant democracy and force for good, brings to the global community. That this meeting happened, or would even have been considered to happen, just a few years ago would have been almost unimaginable. All right, be sure to tune in tomorrow and hit the subscribe button or or whatever the button is on your particular podcast, your favorite podcast entity, and check us check out report.tw. It is still undergoing re- uh, renovation, but we'll start getting some more new content in there very soon. This has been brought to you by the Taiwan Report. For more content like this, become our patron at report.tw.